again and welcome back to the Shanta Years podcast where we are reliving the best seasons in CCU athletics. My name is Alex Souza, the Assistant Athletic Director for Digital Initiatives here at CCU. And while we're going through this hiatus of athletic events here in the spring, we want to bring you some stories, some memories of the best moments in CCU athletics with the people who made them happen. Thank you for spending time with us wherever you may be since you cannot be watching us from home or here in the stands in Conway. Remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast so we can continue to get ideas, get memories out there, and find out who you guys want to hear about, who Teal Nation wants to talk about as we go forward. Today's guest is Miss Jenna Orner. Jenna was a senior on the 2014 volleyball team that won the Big South Championship right here in the HTC Center. Now, this wasn't the first or the last championship in volleyball history at CCU, but it was the first for current head coach Joseph Foreman and his staff, and the first in the string of four straight championships across two conferences. This was also a statement win over a Radford team that had swept the shots in the previous year's championship tilt. This will be a good one. Lots of great stories with Jenna. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, and this this group of of girls, of these student athletes, I mean, very diverse and dynamic group with international students from Bulgaria, Serbia, and then really all over the country um, coming to play here. What was that dynamic like? Um, you mentioned, you know, a lot of a lot of those players that were already there, and um, some of those that Joseph brought in when when you joined as well. Um, what was that dynamic like, kind of off the court? Um, you know, it was pretty cool because I think. You know, anytime you have a new coaching staff come in, it's like the girls that had been there versus the girls you bring in. Right. And it's and it's always something that it can go one of two ways. Right. It can either be really opening and welcoming or it can just go the complete opposite. So I think I was very fortunate. And so is everyone else in that recruiting class that we just, you know, I think we respected who had been there, but we were also on board with like this vision. And and so were they, you know, they were really open with Joseph and with us too, of just wanting to be champions. So, um, yeah, we definitely had an eclectic group, I would say, um, (laughs) you know, you'd have your, you know, uh, Gabby Horvath and, uh, Esther Nagy who came in and they were awesome. Like, uh, I, I grew up in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, to meet people that were from other countries, like, you just don't see that very much here. And so to have that experience with them and like, just realize that, you know, you have a lot of differences, but at the end of the day, like when you're involved with something you absolutely love, like there's so many commonalities. And so, uh, they're awesome. And I think we just, one thing that I think our team always thrived on that is I'm realizing more and more uncommon because I think we loved each other for who we were, but also respected the differences rather than trying to like change someone if that makes sense. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, I think for us, like we just all had this common goal and we worked our tails off to get there. And, you know, we were going, we, whenever you go through great stuff and hard stuff at the same time, you just bond with your teammates and you keep the drama out of it. And I think that's, you know, I love every single one of them. And I know what's cool is like anywhere I go across the country, I have a teammate or someone I played with across the country, across the world, you know? (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. And we're pretty close still. So I appreciate that. Kind of how did, how did Joseph and the staff from, you know, from the beginning when, when you joined in 2012 with him, kind of, how did they manage all that? How did they facilitate that buy-in? Was it like you said, he was just blunt and it was, 
kind of refreshing to, to see that even for the girls that may have been here before? Yeah. You know, um, I'd actually, whenever you reached out to me to do this, I'd actually called Sam Scrid. Uh, she's so one of my best friends this day and we talked a good bit and it was funny cause I was telling her about some of the things we were going to probably be going over and we were just reminiscing cause who doesn't love to do that. And, uh, right. you know, it was one of those cause she was there before Joseph was, she had transferred yes. the year before. Yep. And so what was cool, uh, then she ended up redshirting. So that's how Sam and I fell into the same year. And, um, you know, even for her, it was, it wasn't a matter of if we were going to win a championship with Joseph, it was when. And that just kind of, for me, kind of goes and shows like how he was, just how we functioned as a team. You know, like we had some tough practices. Uh, he set a, he set a really high standard and, and that's what was expected every single day. Uh, we also talked about, it was, it was funny, uh, in big South at the time, that's a conference we were in before you guys switched over Sunbelt. Um, mm -hmm. we played Friday nights around six or seven, and then we would follow up the very next day, Saturday, at like one o'clock ish. So there was really not much, uh, turnaround yeah. time. Yep. It was crazy. And so, um, after our first year, when we had that taste of the championship every single weekend in regular season, and even in our preseason, after we had that taste, we were like, you know what? Today's, today's quarterfinals next day, semifinals, today's the championship. And we had that every single, that, that thought every single weekend that we played. So we always had like a bigger mentality. We had to take care of what was in front of us. But, you know, I think Joseph just instilling that in us, like that's like a championship mindset, you know, like having to take care of yourself now, but doing everything for a bigger cause later. Um, he's just open and honest and we were all ready for it. Cause you know, he, he, the way he ran practices and what he expected of us, um, everyone had the same standard. And that's what I think kind of molded us so quickly, which was awesome. Um, so yeah, I think he's just, man, he, he's the same as he is, you know, now he's very open mm -hmm. about what he wants and what he expects. So, it's, you know, when you're, when you're like that, you're able to have, you know, know exactly where he stands and what he expects of you. So when you had that taste early on of kind of deep runs in the championship and um, by the time the 2014 season came along, which is what we're going to focus on today, was that kind of at that point you guys were ready to really make that leap? Like you had that taste, you're getting some more talented and all that, and, and now you're ready to make that leap and, and raise the trophy? You know, a lot of people talk about the 14 year, which is obviously the year we finally checked it off. But I think our first year in 2012 was kind of like our heavy lifting year, if you want to call it that. So that's okay. kind of yeah. in my opinion. And when I talked to like the other girls, you know, that was the year that man, like we put in some serious work. We went from like second and last to in conference before Joseph got there <laughs> to in one year, uh, playing in that championship match. Now we didn't sink it, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was in, never in a million years did we think that we would get that far in that first year because even in preseason, we literally lost like every, we lost so many games. I can laugh about it now, but in the moment we were all just like, oh my gosh, like, what are we doing? Like, this is just a repeat, you know? And so I think 2012 was kind of our heavy lifting year. And whenever we saw so much change in such a short period of time, um, when we made it to the championship, you know, the, the following year, it was, it was no longer, um, a goal. It was more of an expectation to make it to championship, to the championship match. And so every year after, um, 2013, when we made it again, um, that was, that was rough. Uh, that was a hard one. I think we were at Presbyterian 
and when we played Radford. And mm-hmm. so um, that that senior class, um, I love them a lot. And I, I really wish we could have done it for them that year. But unfortunately, just we couldn't couldn't finish it off. Um, so 2014, you know, it was really, you know, my senior year, Sam, Gabby, Katie, uh, we kind of were very just open about this is, you know, we, we cannot miss this for the third time in a row, you know? And so I think for us, it was, it was kind of like, we were a little ticked off at this point. We're just like, you know, this cannot happen for the third time. So we were willing to do whatever it took to, to get that championship finally for the program and for us. You've mentioned obviously all of these, uh, these teammates and and fellow classmates and, uh, kind of lifelong friends, uh, that you gained on, on this team. What, what are some of your fondest memories or stories that you can, you can share from that team? In 2014, it was cool just because we did have at that point, almost half of us were, (laughs) were domestic kids and half of us were international kids. So Uh, that was pretty cool because you just learned so much about different countries. And then like, you have your obvious, like funny, like mix, mix up of like words or like song lyrics (laughs) or just not knowing like what certain things were. I remember when Gabby first got to the U S and this wasn't that year in particular, but you know, um, like stuff that you would never think about for, you know, for myself, I never put myself in, in that shoe. And so, um, Gabby and I lived together her first year and, you know, I took her to Walmart and I mean, they don't necessarily have Walmart where they have everything in one place, right? Like you go to a store for groceries and you go for a different place for house stuff. And so Gabby at the time had this app that was supposed to help her translate certain things. And I will never forget. She's like, I need, I need shears. And I'm like, I don't know what shears are. So I take her to like the the curtain place. Cause we needed curtains. So we took her to the curtain aisle. And so she's like, she looks at me and she's like, what are you bringing me here for? <laughs> and so like, okay. Then she like does a scissors thing with her hand. I'm like, Oh, scissors. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then we had, this is the worst one. Oh my gosh. It was like, um, it was about, uh, she needed a sponge, but all she could t- kept telling me was like the thing you clean with holes in it. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. And so then our internet didn't work, which was worse. We couldn't just pull it up. And it was like the longest trip to Walmart I think I've ever had in my life. But it was one of the most memorable things. And it's just stuff like that. Um, I do remember, too, we actually had a pretty cool match. This is this is negative. But um, it was actually, unfortunately, that year where Gabby also uh, tore ACL. Uh, in the match against UNF. And that was a huge, huge loss for our program uh, because Gabby was just a dominant stud outside. Um, She had an arm like a hammer. And so, and she was just one of us, you know, like she had been through the grind and, you know, we just were expecting our senior year to be a little bit different. And so um, it was crazy because we ended up, she went down, we were down 0-2 against North Florida. And they were absolutely, like, we were just, we were just out of it. And on top of it, like she, she tears her ACL. So here's Gabby, like sitting on the sideline. This is their senior year. And so we actually rallied back and everything was about Gabby. I don't even know if we had to pull a single time, like if we had to even have a single uh, timeout at that point, because we were just rolling through at that point, just to win for, her. Um, we ended up winning the tournament, but it was just stuff. Like, I think, the biggest takeaway that I'll have with that season, not just the championship, but I just think the bond was just so genuine and not forced. And, and I, you know, now being in this, in the coaching profession, like 
I think your on-court chemistry and the rela- the genuine relationship that you have with your teammates, um, not that you have to be best friends with everyone, mm-hmm. but just like the love you share, that's probably the biggest thing I'll take away from from that year especially. As as a coach and, and seeing it and trying to kind of generate that, that chemistry, can you tell the difference between uh, kind of a force relationship and, and what you had that year and, and other years at Coastal where – you know, it just kind of came naturally. Like you said, can you, can you see the the difference? You know, I think sometimes coaches try and force it almost. And the one thing that I love about Joseph and how we did stuff is like, he would give us opportunities to bond, but it wasn't like in forced situations. Right. So like we'd go out different places or like every, Oh, this is cool. Every year for preseason, he'd always get a pontoon boat and we'd go out um, on the intercoastal and we would just like hang out and we had nothing else going on other than just hanging out on a boat (laughs) and like, and it's stuff like that. Like sometimes people try and like recreate the wheel or like do these like intense sit down, like emotional sessions. And not that that stuff doesn't work sometimes. Don't get me wrong. But I think Joseph was just so great about letting us do it the way that we needed to and wanted to. Um, and that's what kind of created genuine relationships with each other. So now in the coaching world, I mean, I think we kind of try and do the same. Like we, you know, take, take our players to cool places, but then we just kind of let them go, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about their relationship. Like we're not out on the court. Um, and I think Joseph respected that too. I think he let us lead my senior year. Like our, we actually asked if we could do instead of two captains we actually asked if we could have a senior leadership board my senior year we walked into his office all four of us and we kind of talked about it um and that was a big change that I think he was a little nervous about but um had pretty big dividends of just everyone having a voice you know instead of just one or two people well, especially with the way he is, he probably respected the fact that you guys were, were so upfront about it as well. And as opposed to just taking whatever he says, um, even if you guys voted on captains or whatever in the past, if the fact that you guys were kind of all rowing in the same direction, probably whether he was nervous or not, probably gave him a little uh, little confidence that, that you guys were kind of on the same path together. So uh, let you guys run with that. Yeah. And that was... You know, I think every coach that has a successful program will tell you it's definitely a student athlete driven rather than coach driven. And that year, even though we, I mean, obviously we look to Joseph and he's at the end of the day, he's always our leader. And, but what's cool is that I do think we were able to handle things on our own on the court. And then, and, and that's what every coach wants at the end of the day. So that was a pretty cool experience that he gave us um, that he just kind of let us do it what we thought we needed at the time. That was cool. (laughs) Sure. And and back, back to the court, um, looking at the schedule here, um, you mentioned that North Florida, um, comeback win that was at the end of the tournament in Jacksonville. And, um, what was it like playing Jacksonville again for you personally? Um, was that, was that something, especially, you know, you mentioned earlier that it was, it was a great experience. You just had a coaching change. Um, so what was it like going back to that area and kind of playing your, your former team? It was awesome. Uh, I was so thankful to Joseph that he scheduled that. I don't think that he necessarily did it because of me, (laughs) but I was just fortunate that, uh, I got the opportunity to go back. Um, I loved my time at Jacksonville and I think I was pretty lucky in that I formed some some great relationships in just a short year, um, that I would actually go back and visit 
multiple, you know, one or two times a year just to see some of my old teammates and my friends that I made there. So, you know, going back and playing in that gym was awesome. Uh, playing against my teammates that I still, you know, talk with on a weekly basis, that was cool. And then some of the people that I met in our, you know, in our dorm, I got to see some of them before our match, which was cool. Uh, one of them ended up wearing a Coastal t-shirt that I gave them. And then as soon as, you know, um, the student section picked up on that and word spread that like, oh, that's like, that's Jenna. She's a transfer. Da, 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 da. I got harassed a little bit, but it was all like, you know, all in good, good faith. And it was cool. Um, I think, and I appreciate my teammates too, because they were definitely fighting for me because they knew what a big game it was for me. So. Um, that was, that was a cool moment for sure. And you guys, you guys swept through that tournament and you guys actually played a lot of early season tournaments, which is, which is pretty standard for volleyball. It's, but do you think, and and you mentioned kind of how you guys treated practices as well. Do you think that quick succession of matches, um, you know, every weekend kind of was similar to a a conference tournament and and that started preparing you, especially with the competition that you were playing? Yeah. You know, I, I think any preseason it's, it's big. I think, you know, as a player, I didn't really realize how big of importance it is. Um, one of Joseph's strengths and why he was able to, in my opinion, build his RPI so quickly in the rankings, um, is cause he's got, he always has scheduled a really great preseason. So when I look back at that year, you know, we had some, we went, I believe 10 and three, um, we had played some power five teams. Uh, we had played some teams that have been conference championships the year before. Um, and then just some other, just good quality teams, you know? And so you take your losses and then you take your wins and you build up a little bit of confidence going into your conference season. So I think anytime you can just kind of have a little bit of both and then see success in it, you feel good going into it. So um, and then every year since, even after I've graduated, like I said, Joseph like has just done an outstanding job of scheduling preseason uh, because in certain conferences, if you're not getting those, you know, high quality or RPI teams to play and win, you're not necessarily going to be able to, to build your RPI as much. So even right now, like he's done an incredible job of that. And I think that's a big reason of why Coastal is just shown to be a dominant force from a mid-major. Yeah, and you you mentioned the Power Five teams. You you guys got Tennessee. This is something that Joseph's great at too. He gets you know an SEC team like Tennessee to come to the HTC Center. Um, you guys win pretty handily, three one. Is at that point did you start realizing a little bit about your team? You know, it's definitely a confidence boost, especially in preseason. But and anytime you can play it, you know, play and beat a Power Five school as a mid major, I think you have a sense of pride. But Um, you know, we had, we had beaten some power five schools before and competed against others. Um, and we just, we just honestly, at that point, like we just kind of see it just like any other game. Uh, Joseph has always, you know, he's very good at not putting that hype behind that because at the end of the day, like a successful program is a successful program. It does, it shouldn't matter, you know, power five or whatnot. And he's shown that even to this day. So I think you know, winning is an expectation no matter who's across the net for our program. And um, that's just kind of how we saw it. And yeah, it was a great confidence boost. But I think at the end of the day, you just got to take each team and, and you, you know, can't let that hype get in your head about that certain stuff. And, you know, I just think moving forward, it was just a good win for us in general, um, heading into season. One player that kind of started emerging um, 
and clearly showed the rest of her career there. Um, what she was all about was Leah Hardiman. From the outside, even you know the couple of years that I worked around her, she seemed kind of like a, a quiet leader type of thing. But what did you see early on in her career? <laughs> yeah, um, Leah's <laughs> awesome. And I laugh because Leah's, you know, I only got one year with her as a teammate, but, uh, my year after I graduated, I stayed with the program and was uh, the director of ops. So I had like two years with Lee and, um, it's, it's so funny because I never in a million years would have thought if I'm just being honest and I've told her this, never in a million years thought I would be as close with her as I am still to this day. Um, the girl on her official visit, like, did not speak, <laughs> did not, like, interact <laughs> with us. It was just, like, a little standoffish. And, you know, Joseph's super pumped about this girl. And at the time, you know, like, she's smaller stature and super skinny. Same with Nico. Whenever they came in, they were just, like, little baby mm-hmm. giraffes. And we're just, like, does this kid want to be here? Like, what? It was just really funny. And so, you know, we tell her all this stuff this is no secret, but, um, you know, her freshman year, she just comes in. And what I loved about Leah is that, you know, I think she knew her potential, um, her freshman year, she did incredible things, incredible things, but she hadn't even scratched the surface of, of what she was capable, even her freshman year. So, you know, for us, um, we kind of saw that in her and, we just pushed the team and we pushed her just like everyone else, just like we expect ourselves to be pushed even, you know, as senior leaders. And so, um, it was, it was awesome because she, she just obviously took off, but I do think that we saw, we knew what she was capable of doing and we just kind of let her go. You know, I think sometimes, um, certain programs, like if kids come in and they're confident, like other people get intimidated or maybe try and squash it a little bit. Um, but for us, we were just like, man, like this kid can ball and, you know, we want her to feel important. Like we, we win with her. And at the end of the day, like I said, we wanted to do whatever it took to win. So we really wanted everyone to feel their role on the team, big, small, whatever that would have been, no matter what your age was. So for her, um, I think she also did a really great job of being respectful and, and just pushed for us. Um, a lot of times you have some freshmen that are just overall, like, lost or, you know, just trying to figure out their way. And, and she definitely, you mm-hmm. know, had moments of that. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, I just love that kid and I will never forget. Um, I don't even know if she remembers this, but this is something that I'll never forget in our fifth set against Radford at one point, like Joseph called a timeout and we were behind. Um, and you know, I don't even remember if he was talking or one of us were, I don't know, but she like came in and she was like, we're winning this for the seniors enough talking, like, let's get this done. And And, um, it was awesome. And that's just kind of the relationship that we have with her, um, still to this day. And I love that kid and definitely wouldn't have won a championship without her. And I know the program, you know, she's just one of a kind, um, as a person and as a player. So um, I love me some Leah Hardman and right now she's playing in France and doing awesome things. And it's just really cool to, to see her develop as a person and as a player. Yeah. She kind of had that like silent assassin, uh, type of attitude as she, as she went along. Um, you know, she, she'd get some monster kill and kind of just turn around with a smirk and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. next one. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's Leah for you. And that's what I love about her too. You know, you got, 
uh, I wouldn't say it was cocky because I do think she was humble, you know, a humble person. But man, that confidence and that's, you know, you got to have that. And when you do the things that you do with her ability level, I, you know, I'd have <laughs> yeah. the same way too, probably. Sure. And um, so you guys went 11 and three in conference, um, which is almost good to have a little bit of adversity uh, going through uh, the conference season, especially when you see everyone twice. Um, but then we get to host the big South tournament in the HTC center. And what was uh, the atmosphere like in the HTC center? I probably couldn't have planned <laughs> see that whole like weekend to be any better if I'm being honest. Um, we had a ton of people from the community there. We had all of our sports that were on campus at the time. Everyone was there just cheering us on. Um, I think everyone had kind of known our journey, you know, uh, that this was our third year and, third year of being in that position and just, you know, we have some really loyal parents as well that were, that had traveled with us. And I want to say almost every single parent from our team, other than the international kids were, were in town that weekend. And we had, uh, Megan Laffin and Michelle Fowle from the year before. So they were, they were there too. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was incredible. I mean, I don't think you could ask for a better Cinderella moment. I mean, other than winning a national championship and whatnot. Um, I think just for us, just like what we had gone through and, and the adversity in that year as well, just with Gabby going down and just some crazy stuff. So, you know, I think we definitely had a great home court advantage to kind of take us through that, that last match. Um, and I'm really thankful for just the environment because I, I do think when you have, when you, when you're playing in front of people that have been, you know, there for you the whole time, um, parents included, it's, it's just a pretty cool moment. As you're going through it, um, you can kind of feel that, that Radford rematch was coming. Did, did you almost want to play the Highlanders kind of to, to prove yourselves and like, I don't know, like that's the final boss to, to take down and kind of to make that yeah. leap. I mean, I think it was almost like a redemption type thing. Marcy Jenkins is an incredible coach. Um, I was actually recruited by her as well out of high school. And so it's, and her and I are still, you know, we will see each other recruiting and always give each other a hug. I love that woman. And so she has a great program. And I think in the big South at the time, there were just a lot of good programs, like consistently going after each other. And so to, to play Radford and to kind of redeem yourself from the year before um, was awesome. And they're just a good program. You know, uh, you got to respect me. You want to win against the best. So for us, like, you know, typical, just coastal fashion like yeah let's have a rematch let's do this all <laughs> over again and let's like finish it the right way this time and so you know our goal had really been we do we did take each match by match but at this point like we were so determined like hey let's let's mark this off so we can get to the ncaa tournament you know and that was at the end of the day our biggest goal so um to play them it was definitely um it was definitely a sweet time just to say like yep we finally you know we did we we beat the people we need to beat to feel good about heading into the NCAA tournament. And it was, it was an epic one. It was five setter. Um, what were the emotions like throughout that match? Um, and then at the end kind of, was it almost cathartic that those celebrations, because this was a, a three year journey for a lot of you. <laughs> I, I always laugh because I just feel like I love, you know, I love our, our girls are like team and, but in typical, just like us dramatic fashion, like, yeah, let's take it to five. Let's, um, let's be down in the, right. let's be, 
let's like just put all of this in the hat and, and try and be as dramatic as possible. I guess that's what it felt like at least, but, um, you know, we had gone back and forth. And so we were in, to be honest, the biggest thing I remember is just the fifth set. Um, because at that point, like, you know, it's tied up and, um, you know, so we start off and we were, I want to say we were down, um, eight, 12 at this point and it's a game to 15. And so <laughs> Sam and I joke about this all the time because we looked up and Sam's mom is crying in the stands, <laughs> like thinking we had losses at this point. But it was funny because like in all seriousness, like we were down by four, but for some reason, can't even tell you why it wasn't a cocky feeling. Like not that we just like thought that we had this in the bag, but for some reason, like we didn't really doubt it was weird. Um, because there are definitely moments where you do. And in this one, we just didn't like, it was weird because we just kept, you know, looking at each other and like, Hey, next ball and being confident. Um, and we were so focused on everyone on the court instead of what was going on around us and the score that we were like, okay, like, here we go. And like I said, at that one time out where Leah like came in and was just like, Hey, like we're winning this, let's go. Um, that was a pretty cool moment. And so we sided out and, um, score was nine twelve, and Leah went back to serve. And obviously everyone knows Leah, everyone like game plans against Leah. Um, and so when Leah goes back row, it's a little nerve wracking for everyone, but, um, fortunately Katie Martin, who is one of my best friends as well. Like she transitioned from middle to outside that year. Um, and Katie absolutely tore it up and she just went off in the front row and got us back. Um, and I remember it was so funny cause on the final point, um, I, they ran a one, I dug the ball, but if you even watch the playback, it looks like I got blown up. Thank God I was standing in the position I was. Uh, <laughs> Esther like tipped it deep into the corner and they passed and then they ran, you know, they ran a slide and they had, you know, they, they had a miss hit and we won. And it was funny cause I turn around cause I didn't even realize, I'm sure I realized the score, but I think I was looking behind for like next server and, and everyone's running onto the court. Um, Sam Skrid was, <laughs> Joseph did a really cool defensive um, sub that since Sam was in the front row and Sam's, you know, a shorter setter, he was doing um, our six, five Serbian was subbing in front row as a, as a blocking sub. So our setter wasn't even on the court when, t when we had technically won, which is so funny. And so um, Sam immediately like, she didn't even sit down. Like Sam ran and jumped on me and that was just a cool moment and everyone's dogpiling and Joseph without even a thought ran into the dog pile the exact same time. You don't normally, yeah, dude, I love you don't that normally video. see that. And so that's just, I think, um, <laughs> just really showing of our relationship with him because we would do anything for that man and he's given us so much. And so this was, you know, we wanted to win just as much for him, you know, for everything that he gave us. And, um, it was just a cool moment that he was a part of that too. And, you know, Sam like held my face and just like, we just almost in disbelief. It was awesome. So that dog pile was, was really cool. Um, and just a big like breath of fresh air, you know, you get to that same hump every year and to finally cross it is, uh, is something I'll never forget. And this was, and obviously it was a huge moment for coach Foreman because that was what he was coming here to do was win championships. And it was the first in a string of four straight championships over two conferences. Um, how important was this team, do you think, and, and this championship for kind of 
getting, you know, we talked about getting over the hump and kind of starting to assert the the team's dominance within first the Big South and then early on in the Sun Belt. You know, it always takes that one year to kind of, we were fortunate, like I said before, 2012 was kind of, um, you know, that, that big jump for us to get a taste of it. And, you know, we were fortunate enough that it happened in a year. And as most coaches will tell you in any sport, it's, it's very hard to do. And now that I'm in his shoes, um, not as a head coach, obviously, but as an assistant, like that is really hard to change a program like that, that quickly, um, no matter what conference you're in. So it gives me even more respect for him of what he was able to do in that year in 2012. And so, um, you know, going forward, I think anytime you finally win that championship, it goes from a goal to now an expectation. And that's a totally different mindset for different programs. And it's a great way to recruit and bring in those, you know, bring in players of, of different things. So, you know, for him, I just think that year it was great. Cause it was a great, like, you know, springboard forward, but we all knew it was going to happen. Like I said, it was just a matter of time of when, not if, and, um, he continues to be a champion every single day of how he runs everything. And it's a really proud moment to be an alumni, just to, you know, to look at that we were able to kind of do the heavy lifting and, and get to that point because he deserves it all. And he runs a great program. Um, and it's just really exciting for us to watch every year alumni, you know, you take care of for me, uh, you know, focus on our team, from, you know, the whole year leading forward, but every year just to see, like to catch up with them and just see that they're continuing to be a dominant force in a mid-major. It's just a super proud moment. And, and you've mentioned a, a few times or at least alluded to what you're doing in volleyball now. What's, what's been your journey um, to, to where you're at in collegiate volleyball? You know, after I graduated, I was kind of up in the air of whether I wanted to go to PT school um, or, you know, get into coaching a little bit more. And so Joseph actually created a position for me, which, again, can't thank him enough for that. And so <laughs> I was a director of operations. And that was also it was really cool because, you know, we had a championship team and that was the time when uh, Benavia Jenkins was an assistant. She's now the head coach at East Tennessee State. Um, so we're hanging out in Tennessee together, which is cool. And, uh, Chris Gonzalez, he is now, um, overseas and he is coaching in one of the top professional leagues in the whole entire world. Um, and so it was just a really cool experience to learn from those two on top of just like, you know, seeing Joseph still run this program to the level that it's run. Um, but also being a part of, that was the first year that we had beach and, to kind yes, of like help yes, establish, I don't want to say establish it because it's not like I coached, but you know, to like order everything or just kind of see how that whole process is run and start it, like starting a division one program. That was really cool. Not many people mm -hmm. get to say they're even involved in that. So that was awesome. Um, and then Sean Sangri came in and then um, he actually introduced me to Tim Doyle, who was the assistant at Virginia Commonwealth. And so I became a GA at VCU with uh, Jody Rogers, who is still there. She's won multiple championships. So I was a graduate assistant there for about eight months. And then, like I said before, Chuck Crawford, who is now my boss, he hates that term, um, but he's who I work with at Middle Tennessee. Um, he called me up and he was hired for their head coaching position. So he called me and um, asked me to come and be the recruiting coordinator and defensive and passing coach. So 
that is my role right now. So I'm at Middle Tennessee State and loving what I do and um, kind of heading the recruiting side of that. Um, so, yeah. And is there anything that, that you've taken from Coach Foreman? Obviously, you've had you know a lot of influences from the different assistants here and um, your other positions uh, across the country. But uh, anything from Coach Foreman that you kind of maybe even laugh to yourself like, oh, Joseph would have said that uh, as you're coaching? <laughs> So I just laugh because it, it's, it's true. Like every day, like I'll say something, I'll be like, man, I would have wanted to like, you know, just some of the stuff that I used to like, maybe think like, oh man, is this really important? Or, you know, as a student athlete now from the coaching side, like I just, he, every, everything that he's done, even in the moments where we're like, man, this is awful. Or like, this is not what I want to be doing. Like he just, I think the biggest thing that I, take from him is holding a standard no matter no matter what not letting it fall and you know I actually called him um, two weeks before my first season with coaching because you know I'm this was my first full-time assistant job and I was like what what advice would you would you give me for my position right now and um, he's like just know that they're always going to look to you and no matter what even on the good days or the bad days hold your standard high and and still let them know like understand that they're always looking to you and that's really important because I think as a young assistant, like I'm no, <laughs> I know that my facial expressions, like I don't hide them very well. So just knowing that no matter what, you know, they're, they're still learning. And just like we were on moments that I'm sure he wanted to absolutely blow up on us. Um, you know, they're just college kids that are learning the way and still learning the game. And it's all about just holding that standard, even on days that, you know, maybe you want to lower it or, uh, or change your, you know, change your idea or your expectation. And you just can't, because that's how you win a championship is holding that standard high. And that's exactly how we were able to do it as quickly as we were. Um, and it's pretty cool because I feel like I can relate to our girls. You know, everyone's always like, Oh, I was a student athlete. I was in your shoes. And yes, but I was literally in their shoes of, you know, when Chuck and I were hired at MTSU, like they were, you know, bottom of conference and, and we're in here trying to re, you know, form this culture and whatnot. And so to know that I was part of that as a student athlete, I, I know what it, it takes to the work and the attitude and the effort that you have to put in every single day. And that's just kind of what we try and bring to our girls as well and be very open about the expectation and, and they're all on board. So I've learned a lot from Joseph and continue to, I mean, I call him probably, I don't know, once or twice a month of just trying to <laughs> talk things through. And so, um, he, he's a great coach and a great mentor. I'm really appreciative of the relationship that we have, um, even after graduation. Well, that's really great to hear that it's, it's beyond just winning on the court for him. But, uh, Jenna, thank you for your time. Um, and kind of the insight into a really great year, uh, for CCU volleyball and, and CCU athletics. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great stuff from Jenna there. Be sure to check out some of the highlights from that year. What a special team this was for Coastal Carolina Volleyball. Those celebrations in the HTC Center were great. Home crowd was incredible. The girls deserve that 100%. And they have kept rolling under head coach Joseph Foreman, as we mentioned before. Jenna and her crew kind of started a four-year run as champions. Two in the Big South, two in the Sun Belt. Can't wait to see what this program does. It's also fitting that 
Jenna learned so much from her time under coach Foreman, both as a player and as a director of ops and still keeps in touch with them now as she continues her career at middle Tennessee. We'll keep an eye on her out there as she builds up that program out in Murfreesboro as an assistant coach. Continue to follow us on Twitter at coastal CSN also at go CCU sports and all the team accounts, which are generally at coastal then the sport share it, share it, share it, share it a few more times. Get this thing all around Teal Nation so that people can relive these memories. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, be safe.